Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. We're doing this one live on Instagram, and we're also putting this on the YouTube. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can catch it at youtube.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh and watch the video. Always give a heads up, usually a day or two before, maybe sometimes the same day if I'm going to do a live presentation. And um, I'm happy to be able to do that on multiple platforms and it's a special day, very, very special day. Uh, the, one of the greatest teachers I've ever had the uh, privilege to spend time in the company of and whose music and teachings have impacted my life in a major way, uh, Von Benjamin. This would have been his 51st birthday uh, if he was still living in his physical body today. But his legend will live on always and forever. I have him tattooed right next to my heart uh, as part of a bigger... Uh, whole piece that's going to happen with the line of Judah similar to where the shirt is right now I mean if you listen to the podcast you can't hear it but the line will be here and Vaughn and Bob watching over uh, here maybe two swords coming up the ribs I got some big plans for a tattoo but anyhow I want to honor uh, this great teacher of mine and then I want to also share uh, what's been happening with me and and that relationship uh, to Vaughn Benjamin and that relationship uh, to Rastafari and just checking out to see um, where y'all are at. I mean, if, this, if you're on Instagram watching, I'll check in and see uh, if you have any questions towards the end of the talk. But if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening uh, on the podcast, you can always send me a message at Tiago Prem on Instagram or Tiago Prem at the Dharma Temple.com. I'm also going to cover a little bit on like what's happening with Dharma Temple, not get too deep into it, but just kind of let everybody know what we're doing. And uh, yeah, this is just like a, an opportunity to uh, give thanks and honor the life of Von Benjamin, celebrate his Earth Strong Day today, uh, which is uh, on the 13th of August today. He would have been 51 years old and also fill you in a little bit about what's been going on with me and and, and what else will happen? We're not sure. Wait and see. Uh, so give thanks for being here. want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First of all, our sponsor, Seed Apparel. Seed makes really dope hemp pants. They're sustainably grown in Canada. You could put the pants in the ground and uh, they would decompose and they're stylish, great fashion. I rock them all the time. Um, so a big up to Seed for the support of the Revealing the Diamond podcast. If you're watching on Instagram, you can check them out at I am Seed, or if you want to get yourself a pair of pants, go to theseedstore.ca. I'm really excited that they're going to start doing overalls right away, and I'm all about rocking the overalls. So, so check them out. Also, want to give a big up and respect to our other sponsor, uh, The Minds Dye. The Minds Dye makes hand dyed uh, clothing, custom made. Uh, turbans, head wraps, bed sheets, kimonos, hoodies, uh, t-shirts, whatever uh, you want dyed. She does an amazing job. You can check them out on Instagram at The Minds Die, or you can also uh, check them out over uh, at uh, the Etsy store at The Minds Die. Also give a big shout out and a bless up to Rasta to the Bone. I'm rocking their uh, t-shirt now. I've got a couple of shirts from them. I would love to have them come on as a sponsor. So if, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, that would be an amazing thing to do. Uh, but up to you. I'm happy to wear and support these uh, great shirts. So this week on the show, you all know what we're doing. So I don't have to give you a big intro. We'll just get right into it. And I thought what I would like to do first is talk about why... Uh, TheSeedStore.ca, that's right. 
uh, talk about why is Von Benjamin such an important person in my life and that will sort of reflect what's been happening uh, with me these days. So Von Benjamin, I heard his music for the first time. Well, I'm not, I, I don't actually know the first time that I heard Midnight, um, but when I heard them, it you know, expanded my vision and opened my heart in, in an incredible way. And uh, I was very moved. And, and the interesting thing about listening to Vaughn is the more I listened to him, the more I felt this expansiveness. Like Bob Marley when I was a youth, you know, there's a lot of like fun songs and party songs. And then as you create a relationship to the sound current that Bob shared, it starts to really open your mind and open your heart and reveal uh, spiritual truths, infinite truths. And uh, I haven't experienced that with a, a, a many, many different artists. Uh, in different genres. I have, but some of the big, big, big hitters that have been reggae music for me since a youth, since 12 years old. So when I heard Bob, uh, it changed my life. And then again, when I heard Vaughn, it changed my life. And uh, my partner and I, we have very different tastes in music, but where we see eye to eye and heart to heart is in reggae music. And so we can always, she likes a lot more electronic stuff. And I grew up around punk and hardcore and hip hop and reggae and and reggae and hardcore are really the primary uh, musics that I love, but I love everything. I have an open mind when it comes to sound, but we could see eye to eye when it comes to reggae music. And we would travel to see Midnight. Midnight is a band that we would travel to see. Like wherever Vaughn is playing, we want to go and, and be in his presence. And some of the great shows that we saw with Vaughn Benjamin were underneath the full moon. Uh, you know, even in this month, uh, August and July, summertime, underneath the full moon, uh, we would go often to the Northwest World Reggae Music Festival, which is in Oregon. We would drive down from our home in, in Vancouver in the Pacific Northwest and spend time in his company. And he would go on at midnight, of course, and he would play till about five o'clock in the morning, long sets, right? underneath the full moon, beautiful nature all around. And I would sometimes, you know, uh, take a little bit of cannabis, uh, usually eat something, somebody baked some really good stuff, and we would drink kava root so for relaxation. And I would just lay down on the grass when I was, you know, not being mesmerized by his uh, movement and presence. I would just be with the sound and I could feel the vibration and the sound coming up from the earth and into the heart and into the body. and. There's nothing quite like that. And, and then we would leave a little bit early towards the end of the show so that we could gaze at the moon and hear uh, Vaughn and Midnight in the background while we're surrounded by this beautiful nature. And it impacted uh, my life in such an incredible way. I can, I'm transported to those experiences every time I hear Vaughn. And some of you know that I have a teacher and mentor named Guru Singh who also has these you know very expansive uh, views, wisdom, and knowledge, and understanding when it comes to talking about the cosmos. And uh, I, I look at Vaughn very much in the same way, but his music it really speaks to uh, what I came up on, this heartbeat music, this reggae music. And uh, some of you know from following me or on Instagram or listening to the podcast or paying attention to the work that uh, I'm doing, and you all know that... Um, well, if you go way back, we used to do this thing called One Love Yoga back in the day, and we would fill up this uh, big studio. It used to be called Yoga for the People. Now it's called One Yoga. Big up to our uh, friend, Ryan Lear, 
uh, who we introduced to Suzanne to start this uh, one yoga that was one yoga for the people. And, and back in those days, I would do this thing called One Love Yoga, and I would bring in a sound system, and I would teach, and a lot of people would come, and we would just share in the spiritual truths of reggae music, and we would move the body and breathe together, and it was a, an incredible experience. I don't know if anybody out there on Instagram experienced One Love Yoga, but it was a great thing. We traveled, we took students to Thailand with us. Uh, it was an incredible time. Uh, and then, you know, I was DJing, playing a lot of music, and I grew up DJing. I grew up working in record store, I grew up around um, club culture, never really had like a nine to five or nothing like that. Um, so I had good habits and unhealthy habits in relationship to that. And uh, during the early, we had a daughter who, who we named after the great Bob Marley. And in the early days of parenthood, when my daughter was just a baby, I was finding it very challenging to balance the being a DJ, being a yogi, being a dad, and then uh, some of my habits from the past. And I was, uh, and also I had a challenging business relationship at the time. And while I was going through that, I was, uh, I took a step away from ganja and I was drinking uh, fire water and drinking alcohol. Um, more than I should have been rather than facing my, I'm not going to say should have been, I was using it to cope instead of leaning into what I know that works, the meditation, the movement, the prayer, the devotional side of the practice. And it was a little too uh, loose and it was causing a lot of pain and suffering in my life. And it was around that time that uh, we started to do some practice in Kundalini Yoga. Well, my partner had been doing it when she was pregnant with my daughter. And I met Guru Singh and I started doing these practices of Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. And I had some pretty profound experiences with Sikhi, the teachings of the Sikhs uh, from Punjab in India. I went to Punjab on spiritual pilgrimage and you can hear about that in previous episodes. I learned to read Gurmukhi, I wore a turban, I never uh, became a baptized Sikh, but I was really moved by the practice and I really enjoyed doing the Kundalini Yoga, teaching it in our center Dharma temple and spending time with Guru Singh. And I, I sort of put my uh, co connection to Rastafari and Reggae and even the use of cannabis aside because I needed healing and uh, I didn't stop listening to reggae music by any means. I just put a lot of focus into not drinking, into learning about Sikhi, into learning about Kundalini Yoga, into developing the community Dharma temple. And I just, there wasn't a lot of bandwidth or space to focus on um, my spiritual practice from my youth since I was uh, 12 years old and what really moved me. And practicing yoga in a different way and just living in a different way, trying to find what does it mean to live in a way where you're not in the club all the time and you're not drunk all the time. And it required a massive shift for me. I was waking up early, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, doing spiritual practice and uh, just working to be a, a leader of integrity in my uh, community because with alcohol I was really not living uh, in integrity and in honesty uh, as a man and as a Rasta and as a yogi and as a father and as a partner and as a, all of the uh, roles that I play in this life it was I was finding drinking alcohol was making it challenging for me to show up and I didn't want to live like that 
and I still don't want to live like that. And maybe for some of you, you just put the bottle down and that's the end of it for you. But for me, I really need to hone in on some structure to change my lifestyle. And I understand now that lifestyle is the great healer. Uh, so, so all of that's happened. And, and then, uh, you know, fast forward to March or the beginning of this year. And, and there's everything that happened with Yogi Bhajan, one of our teachers. It's come to light that he was incredibly abusive to many people and caused a lot of harm. And uh, I never knew him as a person, but, uh, you know, he, he really, uh, I felt really let down and I couldn't tell who I could trust. At the time, can I trust my mentor? Can I trust my friends? Can I trust the community that's carrying these teachings? Are they authentic? Do I want to continue doing this? You know, all of the things that come along with that. And, and also hearing, you know, people who I consider to be friends, um, who, who, who basically uh, denied the stories of uh, people who were abused by Yogi Bhajan and people who also, uh, you know, when there have been questions from my Punjabi Sikh brothers and sisters about, uh, you know, the, the validity of some of the practices that we do and whether or not it's uh, been appropriated in a way that is um, harmful towards Punjabi Sikhs. And I've watched some of my peers who are high profile Kundalini Yoga teachers uh, silence our Punjabi Sikh brothers and sisters and I'm just not down with that. So I bring all of that up today to say that's what made me have to look at my life through a new lens. Like how much do I want to continue my relationship with Kundalini Yoga? And something very interesting that happened in my searching to see who I can trust and what do I want to share, uh, something interesting happened and that is I found out about uh, a German yogi who wrote a book on Kundalini Yoga who was a student of an Indian uh, guru named Durendra Brahmachari. And Durendra Brahmacharya was said to be the uh, teacher who, who Yogi Bhajan learned about these techniques from. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to look into this guy and, and look into his teachings. And many of you know I spent uh, several years learning from a great yogi named Sri Dharma Mitra in New York City. And uh, I learned a lot from him. I was also in my struggles with alcohol while I was spending time with him. So it was an interesting time. I was gathering information for the body and information for the spirit while I was also causing a lot of pain and suffering. So living uh, at polar opposites as I was passing through that experience. And I'm forever grateful for everything that I learned from Sri Dharma Mitra. So shout out Sri Dharma Mitra. And uh, anyhow... I looked at this book that I was able to get a, uh, my hands on, and I'd be happy to share the book with you uh, um, in the show notes, or also if you just hit me up with a message, I'll let you know how you can get the book. Uh, but I looked through the book, and the interesting thing is, is that 95, I would say 95% of what was in the book that I received, it's a beautiful book, and he's covered in tattoos from his neck down, which I thought, oh, that's sort of... Uh, fitting as someone who really enjoys getting tattooed as a part of my spiritual practice, as a part of my meditation, uh, to tell my life story and to sit uh, with discomfort and to have uh, artwork from beautiful artists that remind me of who I am in this world, which is very uh, unique and um, diverse, intricate, um, expansive carrier of wisdom and knowledge, just like all of you who are listening to this. 
uh, but I was I thought that was pretty cool. And then 95% as I was flipping through the pages looked exactly like what I learned from Sri Dharma Mitra. 95%. So it was full circle. And, uh, you know, so I thought, okay, so maybe we need to work on that. I mean, I was a lot leaner when I was spending time with Dharma Mitra. I started spending time with the uh, 3HO people and KRI people and I gained about 20 pounds. Um, maybe not every person who does Kundalini Yoga does that. And not that it's all that important. It's just a bit funny. Uh, because I was not eating as ital, and I was also a, learning to be a parent. When we first had our daughter, we ate primarily a raw vegan diet. And then having a child, things shifted a bit, and that's life. And we go through flows and cycles. But uh, it brought me back to uh, Sri Dharma Mitra, and and thought, oh, maybe I should explore some of those practices. And also, uh, I felt called to shelf some of the practices that I learned from. Um, Kundalini Yoga. And so uh, sort of the, what, what I've come to, the conclusion that I've come to in all of this process is that um, I will continue to chant the mantras of the Sikhs that come from Gurbani, but anything that was made up by Yogi Bhajan, it's going to be shelved. And even the, um, I'm not sure even about wearing a turban right now. I know that the Bobo Shanti uh, they wear a turban in Rastafari and other people wear turbans. But I think for a moment I'm just going to hold tight on wearing a turban until uh, some peace and resolve has been made with our Punjabi Sikh uh, brothers and sisters. And uh, I still am allowing my hair to grow and uh, I still listen to the uh, morning nitnam or prayers when, when I can. Uh, I like to do when I'm walking. I'm either listening to Vaughn, whose birthday we're celebrating today, or I'm listening to these beautiful prayers from uh, the Sikhs. And um, I definitely see a lot of parallels uh, between the Sikhs and between the Rastafarians. And I'm just learning who I am in relationship to all of this. So. It has given me this opportunity, this COVID and the closing of our One Dharma Temple Center has given me this opportunity to look at what practices really serve and what practices are going to bring more love and more healing into the world. And there are aspects of the Kundalini Yoga practice that I don't feel uh, that uh, is beneficial for me personally to practice and to share during this time. And then there are others that uh, definitely are like to share Gurbani and um, to and then share the postures but more from the place of what I learned from Dharma Mitra because that was what uh, Yogi Bhajan was taught he just sort of disregarded it and created his own thing the same way that he did uh, with the teachings of the Sikhs which I find sort of interesting and that's fine you know it's just my questions are around the abuse uh, of power and uh, I don't want to live like that and so I'm thankful for this opportunity to reevaluate, right? And so uh, another thing I was looking at is, you know, was, I was really serious for five years because I needed to be. I needed to create the structure so that I could stop drinking alcohol and shift some of my practices. And so I was able to do that and, and put alcohol behind me. And, um, and then with all of this, I started to think, you know, I need to revisit some of the spiritual practices that uh, I, I just set aside while I was being very strict. And Von Benjamin, our beloved uh, teacher, uh, he passed away in 2019. And that really shook me and woke me up. And now that I've had this moment to pause and to look at 
where do I want to go with all of this? Uh, Rastafari is right there in the forefront. Um, practicing yoga as taught by Dharma Mitra is really in the forefront. Uh, continuing to vibrate the sound current of uh, the Sikhs is really in the forefront. Um, eating an Aital diet, so living foods, and uh, no processed sugar, no salt, um, you know, watching uh, the grains that you eat, eating food that's regenerative, which was really important to me before our daughter was born. And so a return to that, I'm feeling the call. And then the really important thing here is that uh, cities are going to continue to get more intense, you know. And the governments, we can't really trust. No one's telling us the truth. The media, we can't really trust. They want us to send our kids back to school. And, and some kids get, can talk to these, this group and the other kids can't talk to that group. And maybe they'll have to wear masks and all this stuff. And I think, I'm not going to send my daughter into a system like that. Um, but I'm not going to do it out of fear. I'm going to expand the way that I practice and the way that I teach to be more in alignment with what I have been sharing for years, and that is connect to the earth, first and foremost. Grow your food. Uh, you know, as little as possible, eat anything that's refined or processed. And so we are going to focus our energy on some land in Salt Spring Island and build a space where people can come and practice and have a full garden and greenhouse and create uh, opportunity for people to come onto the land and garden in exchange for workshops and classes and we'll continue to teach Aquarian Luminosity but we'll do it with this intention of building a community that is self-sufficient a global community of strong individuals who uh, doesn't want to be manipulated by government or corruption in religious institution or corruption in yoga or whatever it might be. People who are free thinking, people who align with our values, uh, which are you are first and foremost an earthling and you're here to spread love. And so that's what it needs to be. And we have an urban center in Calgary, which is going to continue to function. And we're going to keep doing uh, digital stuff. And we will, we will move, eventually we'll move what I'm doing individually online into a full Dharma Temple digital online. So you can access all of the great teachers that we have from Dharma Temple in one place. And then we'll encourage you to come out to the land. And I'm continuing my recovery, but I think, you know, we'll also grow cannabis. Um, I've always said in my recovery that uh, I am pro-cannabis. I don't smoke cannabis because it's hard on, the, on my lungs and on my throat. But I think that the plant is a medicine and I have no issue whatsoever if people are taking uh, plant medicines to expand their consciousness. Uh, Bob Marley said it best that herb is the healing of the nation. And also breath is the carrier of the soul. And so for me personally, the smoking... Uh, doesn't work for me, but I would be happy to grow this healing plant uh, so that people can benefit from it. So growing that, growing microgreens on the land, growing sprouts, growing a big garden that is not, uh, the greenhouse is already up, the big dome for practicing yoga is already up. So we're moving in the direction of what we've always wanted this to be, which is it's about lifestyle. Like we call Aquarian Luminosity a lifestyle and leadership training. 
And I never got down with the yoga alliance that somebody tells you that you're a yogi or you're qualified to teach yoga. Or I never got down with the 3HO KRI, you've got to pay your money so that you can, or do exactly what the teacher said. Because when I would listen to Yogi Bhajan teach, I would hear him saying, you're the teacher, don't follow me. No, listen for the wisdom that is within you and then everybody following so you know militantly I thought this doesn't quite align so that's kind of where we're going with all of this and and you know who has been really the inspiration that has reminded me of uh, our connection to the Holy Trinity Sun Moon and Stars to the earth to the water to carrying yourself as royal uh, to connecting with Africa regardless of what your skin looks like we all came from Africa all of these reminders and and our calling for the healing of the nation during this time is a return to the earth and for me to just talk about that in a yoga center is not enough you know I I do my I have been doing my best especially over the past five years uh, to live with integrity and to practice what I'm talking about in classes on podcasts and so the time has come to reconnect to the land and provide uh, as many opportunities for others to do the same who are in cities and, and, and still connect like this digitally, you know, through the podcast, through the YouTube, uh, through the Instagram. Um, but just know that those are some of the commitments that I'm here to share that, you know, there'll always be good reggae music. There will always be the teachings of His Majesty, Emperor Haile Selassie, Jah Rastafari. There will always be an honoring toward to the lineage of the Sikhs. There will always be an encouragement to grow your own food, to grow organic, to eat Aital, um, and, and to share, to educate, and, and to learn also as a student, like how can I grow uh, with more biodiversity, how can I eat in a way that's more regenerative for my body? Uh, this kind of thing. Drinking fresh water. So you, you see what I mean? Like this needs to be more about lifestyle and, and not so much about how do we follow this particular one way. And um, there are aspects of that that needs to be passed on because this is how I learned to be uh, who I am now. Um, I'm here, still here to support people who want to have some more structure in their life and especially stop drinking alcohol or taking chemical drugs or that kind of thing. Uh, I don't have the standpoint that plant medicines are drugs. Um, you know, I'm in a place where I think they have the potential to be medicine if treated with respect in set and setting. And also, you know, I think that yo yoga as well, like we need to share all of the things that we learned. We need to respect the Sikhs uh, during this time and we need to respect the victims of Yogi Bhajan. So not participating in uh, classes or workshops with Kundalini Yoga teachers who are silencing victims and silencing the Punjabi Sikhs. It's not right. So. Uh, I, I am in no way in support of any of the uh, teachers or organizations who are doing that. And I won't uh, chant, be chanting anything that was fabricated by Yogi Bhajan in any way. In fact, most of the music that I'll be sharing in the yoga sessions will be reggae music. 
and if there's mantra, it will be from my, the practices that I've experienced in Gurbani and in Buddhist practices and that sort of thing. So I'm doing my best to walk with integrity is what I'm trying to say. And I'm open to the uh, wisdom and guidance of His Imperial Majesty, Emperor Haile Selassie, Jarastafari, um, Alpha and Omega, the Queen, Menin, Empress Menin also, and, and the Mother Earth, uh, the water, the fire, the breath. Um, and all of the wisdom and understanding I've learned from teachers like Guru Nanak and, uh, you know, just coming into uh, a space where we're doing away with hierarchy, where there's somebody telling you what to do. It's not about that. It's about how can we do something about all of this corruption that's happening in the world right now, you know. And that's what has drawn me to hardcore and punk rock. I mean, the difference between hardcore and punk rock, for those of you who don't know, that's important to me, is that punk rock says kind of fuck the system, where hardcore says the system's broken, let's do something about it. And the reason why I practice yoga is the same thing. Yoga Alliance is broken, let's do something about it. KRI 3HO, broken, let's do something about it. Um, you know what's happening with government and this pandemic. I have a friend in Seattle right now who's in his 60s. He's on a ventilator and, you know, it, it's, it's real. I'm not saying that, that there's no sickness, but I am saying the only thing that has ever really truly healed uh, anyone has not been about medication. It's been about lifestyle and diet. You know, how many people have I met who have changed their lifestyle and changed their eating patterns and have been able to deal with diabetes, overcome cancer, that kind of thing. And you may need to take some Western science me measures. That's fine. But take care of yourself first and foremost, connect to the earth first and foremost. And that's why we do what we do. It's not to be a label. I, you know, I don't live in a way that is uh, really in alignment with nature so that I'm a kundalini yogi or so that I'm, uh, but I do give thanks. I give thanks to Rastafari, I give thanks to reggae music, I give thanks to yoga, I give thanks to all of the teachers that I've had that have reminded me to return to the earth, you know. But I'm not afraid to change my mind and I'm not afraid to break the rules. And those of you who know me know that's true. But there is one thing that I really have felt called in the last five years is, I'm going to do this with integrity. I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to say sorry when I make mistakes. And I will not participate in any form of practice that is causing great harm. Even if it's been impactful on my life. I'm not down. You know, I'm not down with it. And I know people make mistakes. And if some of these people turned around tomorrow and said we were wrong, I'm sorry, I would forgive them. And I've already forgiven them. But I don't need to participate or, or um, you know, behave in the same way. I want to amplify and elevate with word, sound, and power, strength, and wisdom. And I want to stay in the frequency. Because right now, there's a lot of doubt in the collective consciousness. Right now, there's a lot of uh, mistrust. Right now, there's a lot of uh, violence. Right now, there's a lot of fear. And I feel a calling as a, as a Rasta, as a yogi, as a man, as a father, um, as a farmer and someone who's connected to the earth to go, we need to go above and beyond uh, in our frequency so that we can manage all of this suffering. And, and it comes from groundation, connect to the earth in a major way. 
and that connect to the earth comes from the breath. Listen to the, the sounds that remind you of your greatness, that you are mighty, you know, that you are as mighty as the oak tree and the mountain, you know. And, and for me, r reggae music's a big one. And sometimes I need the hardcore music to get me like, we're going to do something about this so I don't get too uh, passive. Passive, like, oh, I don't care, it's all good. I do care in a major way. I do care in a major way. And I have people like Vaughn Benjamin to thank for that. And uh, if it wasn't for Vaughn, like Vaughn right now, the thing about Vaughn is he hasn't let me down, you know. And there's been many teachers that have let me down. Rastafari has not let me down. Uh, the Mother Earth has not let me down. The water has not let me down. Um, ganja, the healing of the nation, has not let me down. Um, I can't smoke it though. You know, it's too hard, too much heat for the body, but enough respect for anybody who uses cannabis in that way. Um, learning about ital food, living food, has not let me down. My raw foodist brothers and sisters learn so much from them. Plant-based people learn so much from them. And those of you who are still meat, eating meat, those of you who are eating meat and doing your best to live a more compassionate lifestyle, enough respect. You know, we have to make a massive change and the government, fuck, they're not going to do it for you. You know, Yoga Alliance, they're not going to do it for you. Uh, your local church, probably not going to do it for you. But the people who are tuning into these sound currents, who are doing these practices, who are able to see through uh, the divisiveness of institutions and are, want to do something where it's like, yeah, learn, learn a skill. Grow sprouts. That's an easy one. It's the healthiest food that you can eat. Unity, you know. It's the healthiest food. You don't need any soil. You don't need any sunlight. You have water. You have a jar. You've got some seeds. You can make the healthiest food on the planet. Get good at it, you know. Or learn to grow microgreens. That's my new practice. Shout out to my homie Dave Jeet Singh, who's uh, teaching me about growing some microgreens or grow cannabis or learn how to make clothing so that it doesn't come from fast fashion or learn how to grow mighty kale. We've got lots of mighty kale in the garden right now. Or be creative with living foods or, you know, teach the youth some kind of skill or learn to sail. Uh, shout out to my friend Amanda, the my sailor friend here who's tuned in on Instagram, you know, or learn to teach people how to breathe. Or, and, and let's get together and let's talk about the things that have given us the strength and the wisdom and, and the challenges that we face and how these practices have really impacted us to go out into the world and serve. And the things that keep you going, because you have to have a brighter aura and a wider presence than ever before. So whatever it is that supports that. Morning practice, sleep in, doesn't matter, you know. Whatever it is, what kind of music, what kind of how you dress, what kind of you need to be bright and filled with hope and faith during this time. With, you know, the strength, you keep the body strong, the immune system strong. Put a mask on and wait for a vaccine? Give me a fucking break, man. Are you kidding me? Really? That's where, this is where we're at with all of this? Let's talk about regenerative farming and regenerative, regenerative food so that your body can be regenerative. It's not like, oh, I just want to keep doing the same thing so that I can eat donuts and french fries 
uh, and give me the vaccine so I can carry on business as usual. You know, when this whole pandemic thing started, I heard a lot of people, a lot of people saying, let's not go back to business as usual. As soon as where we live, they said the schools are going to be open again. So many of the people I know are like, oh, I can't wait to get back to business as usual. The last ice sheet in the Arctic Ocean melted this week. Give your head a shake. We can't go back to the way things were. And I feel a responsibility as a student and as a teacher to say, okay, this is not just about stretching or following a particular dharma to the T. This is about how can we save our lives and how can we save this planet? That's where we're at. And let's be in the frequency and vibration of those who support us to do that. Whatever it is, whatever tradition, whatever practice. And I'm going to share what's working for me. And I hope that you'll share what's working for you. And we'll do this together. All right. Give thanks and praise to the Most High, Emperor Haile Selassie. Ja Rastafari. Thanks for listening in uh, to this episode of Revealing the Diamond. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can always catch the audio by listening on wherever you get podcasts. If you're listening on the podcast, head to youtube.com backslash Tiaga Prem Singh. If you're listening on the live Instagram, please uh, let me know if you have any questions or anything you'd like me to speak to in the comments below. Um, and uh, we'll keep it locked in here for a couple of minutes and address any questions or comments that you might have. Uh, shout out to Seed Apparel and shout out to Minds Die for supporting the show. Again, shout out to Rasta to the Bone, Earth Strong to the Mighty Von Benjamin. If you haven't listened to Midnight or Akebeka, make that your homework. That music has changed my life and does time and time again. I've got Von tattooed on my chest for always. Um, and yeah, if there's anything that you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube and you think, oh, I'd like to hear some more from uh, this guy or I'd like to have some conversation or some questions or you want to learn about AQL, we got AQL training coming up in Calgary, potentially Vancouver. If enough people are interested in doing it while we're working on the land, we'll set up something to happen in Vancouver. Um, you can always do Dharmic Devotion. Uh, we appreciate support in any way we can to create more content to get this land happening to produce more food uh, support us we are so grateful for the support if you're not able to contribute financially to the work we do no problem you know give us a follow on instagram or um, you know rate and review the podcast or tell people about the youtube um, whatever it is but do know that we're going to start to consolidate some of the digital uh, so that it's really under the umbrella of Dharma Temple. We need to put a lot of uh, energy into Dharma Temple so we can reach as many people as possible with these teachings. So I'm just going to take a peek over at the gram. Yeah, thank you, Ricky. Thank you, uh, Victorian. This is a Victorian punch bowl. I love it. Marquetta, thanks for going online. Yes, good to see you on here, Marquetta. Haven't heard from you for a while. Beautiful man, bless you and the family. Yes, give thanks. Amanda, love you, love you, love you. Bless you, thank you. You're going to have to come back uh, here and teach us how to sail. Now that the sailboat's happening. Uh, big up and respect to my dear brother, Sina, and to Brittany. Big up and respect to Kelby and his partner. They just had twins. So I'm so grateful for this family. And right now it's become very clear that the work that we have to do is a collective work. It's, a, uh, it's in communication. It's in connection to the earth. It's in doing the practices that really serve us. And 
according to our own values and our own inner guide, not according to the expectations of who we were in the past or the expectations of our families or the expectations of, uh, you know, our religion or our culture, but the expectations of our own self, our own inner guide, and doing our best to live with uh, wisdom and understanding, with love and compassion. All right. Okay. I think that's it. So thanks for tuning in uh, to this episode of Revealing the Diamond. We'll catch you soon. Love you. Bless. Thank you.